rightly positioning God's people to be who He has called them to be and do what He has called them to do. Welcome to Roadmap to Destiny with Reverend N.K. Imisa, the Senior Pastor of Destiny House International. Now, today's word. Things that you, if you do a fast forwarding in your mind and you stand in December 2021, there are things that you wish or hope that would have been settled. Okay. Between now and then is as important as the goals that you have set. And Bible says in Proverbs 28:19 that a hard worker has plenty of food, but a person who chases fantasies ends up in poverty. In other words, it is not everybody who will see the goals that they have set to achieve in 2021. There are some people that their goals for 2021 can be classified as a fantasy because of the path that they are going to take this year. There is nothing magical about a new year. It is not in your white shirt or your white dress. It is about learning to till your land to become a hard worker because it's only those who work hard on their land who will have plenty of bread. In other words, those goals that you have set to achieve will only come to pass if you take the right path. However, the paths that we decide to take are usually influenced by certain drivers. Okay? So, if you take someone like uh, the son, the prodigal son, he took a certain path to achieve his goal. What was the goal? He probably wanted to live independent of his father. Those were probably teasing him that you are doing this because your father is rich. You are of this status because your father is rich. And he thought to himself, I might as well succeed without my father's influence. Let me go and live my life to show that I can make it without my father. Now, he decided to achieve, he set out to achieve that goal and took a certain path that did not end well. He did not decide to fail. He did not decide to end up in poverty. He did not decide to become bankrupt. But by reason of the path that he chose, that was where his life ended. And so we can all be gathered in this place on the first Sunday of 2021 with dreams, visions, and aspirations. But the path that you decide to choose this year is, I believe, even more important and the goals that you have set. Hallelujah. There was a woman in the Bible called Hannah who wanted to have a child. For many years, her motivation for wanting to have a child was because her rival, Penina, had a child. She was spiting her because of her barrenness. But the day that her driver changed, the day that her motivation changed, she went to the mountain of the Lord and saw that the Lord had a need and said, Father, forget about Penina. Forget about my husband. 
forget about my own reputation in society because I am barren. He said, I see that you have a need and I'm ready to partner with you. The Lord needed a high priest because the sons of Eli were people who had taken a different path from their father. And as soon as her motivation changed, that was the beginning of her breakthrough. What has been driving you all these years is a fear. The decisions that you take, the path that you take every year. Human beings don't choose what they are looking for or they don't choose paths that lead to what they want to achieve. They always choose the familiar. And so in this year, if you are going to do the same things, if you are going to choose the familiar paths, if you are going to, if you have a number of options and you choose the familiar, I can assure you that you are not going to get two results that are too different from what you have been experiencing all these years. And that is the place of a teaching ministry in, in a glorious year like this. That the rod and the staff will comfort you and lead you and guide you into the destination that you have planned. There are many people who will settle for what they are used to. Sometimes if you should do a proper investigation of yourself, it's the first step to your breakthrough and your miracle. If you can come to a place where you agree that, okay, I think like Hannah, what is really motivating me to get a child is because my neighbor has a child. Like someone come to a place, I think what is making me take this mindset, this philosophy and this decision over and over is because of the fear that is inside of me. There's this fear because of what I've experienced in my past, because of what my parents have gone through, because of what I've seen my friends go through. It has created a certain form of fear on the inside of me. So some way, somehow, I'm taking certain decisions and I'm covering it up with philosophies and memes. But we have not come to that place where we identify that the path that we are on would not lead us to the destination. In other words, the things that you want to achieve have now become a fantasy. And so Proverbs 18, 28, 19, I'm reading it again, that those who work their land will have abundant food. So if you're set out this year to become sharper in the manifestation of your gift and you have chosen a path that is directly opposite to the path that leads to the manifestation of a gift there is no way you are going to achieve that it's a fantasy are you with me it's it's going to take a lot of uh, consistency persistence hard work a high, very high level of focus to always bring yourself back to the right track even if there is a shaking praise God what is motivating you this year is it the destiny that's on your life what's driving you is it fear all the decisions you are taking and the decisions you are refusing to take what is really driving you? Is it a fear of the unknown? 
we are, I told you, we are used to familiar things. So we'll always choose something familiar. But that's where the trouble is. Our lives can go round, round in circles until we break out of that thing intentionally. Intentionally. So 2021 can be great for you if you make a decision that 2021 will be great. I'm going to follow the right path. There is a way that seems right to a man. Not the way that seems right to a man or to many men. Not the one that's familiar. That is why there's a part of the declaration that says, teach me your ways. For his ways are higher than our ways. Some of you, the level of wisdom that you are walking in, it can't get you anything valuable in this life. The level of wisdom that you are walking in, you need to surrender it for a higher level of wisdom. And for now, you may probably look wise in your own eyes. That's why the Bible says that it's a way that seemeth right unto a man. It seems right to you. And that's the danger. It's not entirely wrong in everybody's eyes. It just seems right in your own eyes. But it's the end. It is the end. It is the end. And I think that's, that's a very big much waste of your time, energy, resources to follow through a certain path and get to the end only to realize that I've missed it. In this year, submit yourself to wisdom, to authority, to teaching, be led and be guided. Otherwise, all the things that you are set to achieve will only be a fantasy. Praise God. All right. So let's go to our declaration. Let me do a short teaching on it. The Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. I am his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God has prepared beforehand that I should walk in them. Therefore, I commit myself or I commit to a regimented life. What, what does it mean when we say something is regimented? Please check for it. Someone read it for me. You know, sometimes you have been taking, you take this declaration, you took this declaration on Thursday. If I were in your shoes and I didn't understand regimented, I would have searched for it the next morning. So that it will make much more sense to me. But I know there's somebody here who doesn't understand it and did not check. So let's help the person. Let's look for regimented. Right. I commit to a regimented life of, a, of spiritual growth, sharpening of my gifts, and impacting my will. Right. That's the first paragraph. They're saying that we are the sheep of God's pasture. In other words, God is our leader. Some time ago, I told you that Bible says that anybody who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen. Amen. Anybody who does what? Calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Anyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. It is those who make God their Lord, their master, who will experience his saving power. Are you with me? 
So we are the sheep of his pasture. He's our shepherd. He's our sheep. That's why I'm telling you that there is a way that seemeth right to you, but does it seem right to your shepherd? There is grass here that looks nice and you want to go and graze on it, but your shepherd is leading you this way. But this grass looks nice. And so that way seemeth right unto you until the end. By that time you would have already gotten an issue with your stomach. And that is why I'm saying that it's a waste of time. It's a waste of time. And you don't have a hundred years. Hallelujah. You don't have a hundred years. So you can't live your life anyhow. If you go to JHS, you have to be there for three years and write BEC. So you can't live your life like you're going to be in JHS for seven years. Do you understand? And this is one of the reasons why people start with people and some others move forward. And others become better. Right. So God is telling us, first of all, that in this year, I am your Lord. I am your shepherd. I am your leader. I am your master. I am the one who knows where the grass is green. I am the one who knows the path that you should take. He's saying that we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works which he preordained. In other words, I'm not about to, by ambition, um, you know, come up with something that I want to do. But what I am supposed to do is mine to discover in God. And he says, so I commit to a regimented life of spiritual growth because what will lead to your spiritual growth is fellowship with God. And it's in fellowship with God that you will discover this work that he has already prepared for you to come and do. Are you following me? If you are following me, please wave your hand. If you don't understand, you can put up your hand. I'll go back. Amen. It's in this place that you will discover this life that he has already put in place for you to come and live. It is not for you to create. When it comes to purpose, God does not need too much of your creative prowess. You are being creative. <laughs> Hallelujah. Spiritual growth, sharpening of my gifts and impacting my world. We've already talked about your gifts. I've already told the Bible says that a gift will make room for you and bring you what? Before great men. Another scripture says, have you seen a man who is diligent? in his gift. He will not appear before mere men. So, it's one thing to be gifted and it's one thing to be diligent in your gift. There are some people who are gifted. There are some people who are diligent in their gift. Everybody can be gifted but it is those who are diligent in their gifting that will appear before mere men. So, the quality of people you attract in your life should tell you how diligent you are with your gift. And so, if you should go to a certain company, you are able to tell that this company has gifted personnel because of their clients. One of the things that you used to rate maybe a consulting um, firm is the kind of clients that they have. So, if I come to your advertising agency and you people work for Standard Chartered Bank, people are working for Vodafone, people are working for MTN, 
all of a sudden, there is something on the inside of me that makes me think that you have gifted people here. Because there is no way that Standard Chartered Bank will hire mere um, people to work for them. You understand? But there's another gifted person who is working for another class and another level of an organization. So, a gift will make room for you and bring you before men will make room for you. But have you seen a man who is diligent in his work? A man who does not play with his gift? A man that when you put him out there, you can see clearly that this is a gifted person. The Bible says that nations will come to your brightness, but it is kings who will come toward the brightness of your rising. There is a difference between just rising and shining and the brightness of your rising. The people who come to you alone as it were, it's like a report card. Are you with me? So you need to come to a place where you develop your gift, not for competitive reasons, not to show that I can do this better than you. But as we even go on in, your, in the declaration, you see that it gives you a cutting edge in the fulfillment of your call. Praise God. So if I've been called to be a, a pastor, and God gives me one of the gifts that God gives me to aid me accomplish that call is the ability to teach. Are you with me? And as a pastor, I need to teach my congregation so that they can be built up in the word of God. Okay? And so if my gift or my ability to teach is not being sharpened, then some way, somehow, my call as a pastor is also going to suffer. So anytime you are being diligent with your gift, you are coming, coming into a place where your calling is, 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 is also going to be promoted or fast-tracked. Praise God. And so, for everybody who is called to do something, God gives you gifts as an investment to help you do it. Like I send you to go to Kumasi to run an errand for me, and then I give you money to take a bus. That is the difference between the gift and the call. Praise God. So, the gifts are investments to help you to fulfill the call. And how do you impact your world without having anything to offer? If you are not bringing anything to the table, how are you even going to impact your world? And so, this is the year that you must commit to serious fellowship with God to the development of your gift so that you can impact your world. Now, it is important for you to impact your world because even the material blessings that you are looking for is linked to your level of impact. We talked about it on Thursday. The Bible says that seek ye first the kingdom of God and all other things which were mentioned in the preceding verses will be added unto you. And it has to do with food, um, water, clothing. I mean, the things that we work to achieve. Praise God. The basic things that everybody is looking for. 
and I told you about the five um, yeah, the fivefold result of Daniel's ability to impact and to interpret the king's dream. When Daniel interpreted the king's dream, it brought about five different things. I told you number one, it had an overwhelming effect on the king. So a whole king has now come to a place where you have favor with him because you were able to do something that brought impact. Daniel brought interpretation to the king's dream. You understand what I'm saying? Number two, I said that it brought glory to God. Let your light so shine that men may see and give glory to your father who is in heaven. It brought glory to God because the Bible says that and the king glorified God and said that your God must be a, a, the true God because he is a revealer of secrets. Number three, the Bible says that Daniel became a great man because the king made him the chief administrator of all the wise men and all the, all the magicians in the province of Babylon. Are you with me? So Daniel was ushered into a place of greatness. Even at, at, at your workplace, apart from uh, places where favoritism and other negative things will advance the cause of people, you are most likely to get ahead of your colleague because of your competence. True or not true? Alright, so Daniel was ushered into a level of greatness. He was just one of the people who were serving the king. But because of this thing that he did, he was ushered into a high office. He became the chief administrator. And in fact, later, in about chapter 9, he will become one of the three governors over the province of Babylon. So some people are looking for fame and power and money and all these things and we are trying so hard we are some of you are not doing it even in an evil way you are just working and laboring so hard labor that does not bring results but sometimes if you can just align with the will of God for your life and stay in that place that which you are laboring for will be made available to you so Daniel could have been going around doing whatever he wanted to do by, by just staying diligent to the development of his gift. We saw in further chapter, the further chapter that he had a custom where he was praying to God three times a day. Number four, we saw that it brought him many gifts. The Bible says that the king gave him many great gifts. Not many gifts, many great gifts. Many great gifts. Many great gifts. Many great gifts. Everybody who is becoming greater and bigger and richer in our world is solving a problem. It's bringing solution to something. Everybody who is doing something great, solving problems. Money is a reward for solving problems. Yes. So you have to understand how it works. And the reason why God is giving you a gift is because that gift will solve a problem. So whatever your gift is, I've seen people that all they do is public speaking. You know, a man called Kabute, my MC. What that man or is probably amassing for himself is much more than what he would have 
if he should have gone into a certain other profession that he doesn't really love. I've, I've come to realize that most of the people on earth now who are making more money and enjoying what they are doing are people who are using their gifts. Footballers or let's just say sportsmen. And anybody who is using their natural ability and developing it to a point where it's marketable, they are more likely to get more money than you. Sometimes you wonder why and how even actors become millionaires. What do they do? They just go and act. Gifts have value. And that's what you should understand. That gifts have value. I know somebody, all that she does for a living is to draw. She's richer than you. I know you're a banker. Gifts have value. Amen. So this is even like on the side. Just <laughs> Bible says that the king gave him many great gifts. Those times, if the, even Joseph, when he was brought out of prison and he interpreted Pharaoh's dream, the first thing that Pharaoh gave to him was a golden signet ring. Someone would have been working for 20 years to buy that. Someone uses his gift once. That does not mean that you should merchandise your gift, please. It is a reward that God himself will give to you. Amen. Especially if it's a spiritual gift. Let me classify. If it is a spiritual gift, freely have you received and freely should you give. Amen. But if you're a footballer, you have to sign a nice contract. Amen. The the last one that I didn't talk about on Thursday is that it exalted Daniel's friends. In Daniel chapter 2 verse um, 49, I think we'll see it over there. That Daniel petitioned and Daniel petitioned the king and he set Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego over the affairs of the province of Babylon. But as for Daniel, he sat in the gate of the king. Listen, sometimes my breakthrough is connected to yours. So in this year, if you are fooling, I have to put you in place. Tell somebody, if you are fooling, I have to check you. Because sometimes it's because of your rising that I will also get some small promotion. Do you understand what I'm saying? So because Daniel broke through, his friends that were with him also broke through. Now these are the people who share the same faith with Daniel, by the way. And that is another thing that crossed my mind about why Christians need to get into places of influence. So Bible says that as for Daniel, he sat in the gate of a king. So when they are in the place where they are deciding that should we ban church meetings in Ghana, because Daniel sits in the gate of a king, he will lift up his voice and say that we need church. So, you are not a useless Christian just sitting in church. Your impact is not within the four corners of this building. But where you really must be is out there in the gates of kings, in influential places, in places where because of your faith, you can extend the frontiers of the kingdom. Hallelujah. So, now we're getting more kingdom-minded people in a secular state like Babylon. More kingdom-minded people. 
in a secular company, in a secular organization, in the world of finance, in the world of media, more kingdom people in politics, more kingdom people in education, more kingdom people in entertainment. This is what was happening. Because of Daniel, more kingdom people had access to come into an influential place in the kingdom of Babylon. And so, in the um, in cultivating a life of fellowship with God, in, in developing your gift, and impacting your world, these are some of the things that can happen to you. Do you understand? The five things that will happen to you, just like it happened to Daniel, is that you will now begin to have an overwhelming effect on great people. So when you meet somebody and they check you out and they realize that their level is higher than yours, you have nothing to tell them. Do you know that? When they check you out, like, like you, you, have, <laughs> you have nothing to tell them. But you see, some, when during the National Science at Masquerade, there was this funny thing I saw. They said, even those who are so intelligent and doing the National Science at Masquerade, they are even praying to God. Now you that you had D in inter-science. Do you understand? So, now the person who is excelling somewhere and is still projecting God as his helper now has a, a stronger point, do you understand, to project God to you. So, if I am not doing well and I come to you and you check me out, you have nothing to say to me. But if you come to me and I have all that you are looking for and I'm telling you that the reason is God. Are you with me? So you are going to have an overwhelming effect on great people. I said you are going to have an overwhelming effect on great people. Number two, your life will bring glory to God. And that is why God created you. There's a song that says, in my life, be glorified. In my life, be glorified. That God will look upon your life and your life will bring him joy. That because of you, people will glorify God. Number three, you'll be ushered into greatness. You will become a great person. So you see that in this year, we are not saying that you are going to get this, you are going to be prosperous, you are going to... But if you are able to actually align with the vision for the year, what you are going to come into is the things that we were praying for the previous years. We have not said that, we have not said that, be favored. But anybody who is excellent in the manifestation of his gift will naturally come into a place of favor. There is nobody who solves problems and doors are not open for him. Have you ever been to a place where you get and say, you can't enter into this room. And some people come and they are wearing a tag or access and the door is open for them. In that place, they are doing some, they are bringing, they are offering a certain value that you don't bring to the board. You are just coming with a nice face. That's all you have. Nice face. And your glasses. Nice face. The world is not looking for handsome and beautiful men and women. In this generation, you need more than beauty. You need more than nice pair of shoes. 
you need more than a nice watch, a nice jacket, and a sweet-smelling perfume. You need more than an iPhone to become relevant in this generation. Because this generation has no time for mediocre people. I'm telling you. If you like, it's important. And uh, there are times that I also talk about those things, how you dress and all of that. But I'm telling you that there, somebody else can arise. When I asked John the Baptist, he was in the wilderness. The Bible says that he was eating, you know, some basal food, dressed in animal clothing. And people were stooping to him. The man had something. He was carrying something. What are you carrying? What, 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 what's on your life? That is speaking louder than your dress. What is on your life that is speaking louder than your face? What is on you? What are you carrying? What is exceptional about you? Apart from your wardrobe, apart from even your bank account, what's exceptional about you? Because you need more than that to make an impact in this world when they started to train Daniel and everybody else who was selected from the captives that came from Israel to serve the king. The Bible says that they were served with the, the king's delicacy. But Daniel said, please, please, let it be that as for us, we will not enjoy this food. Just give us some beetroot and let's chew. The guy said, no, I cannot do that. If the king finds out my head. He said, you just test us for some days. Everybody is living a certain way. Everybody is on some woke culture. Everybody is living their life a certain way. Everybody's on the street. Everybody is doing this this way. Everybody's doing that way. But how different, how separated, how unique and distinguished is your life going to be? Because you are an arrow in his quiver. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast. We trust you have been blessed. To interact with the man of God, follow him on Instagram at n.k underscore Stay blessed.